1: hi i'm matt lieb and i'm vince mancini and this is pod Pod yourself the wire Wire. a the wire podcast where vince mancini and i go through every single episode of the wire and and talk talk about about it it. Mm -hmm. thank you so much for tuning in to the world's only the wire podcast the wire a show about how there is no special dead everyone's (laughs) Everyone's <laughs> the same amount of dead, which is nice, you know? The mm-hmm. only equality is death. The ultimate equalizer. Yeah. Yeah. I do hope someday to uh cheat death. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. That would be sick. Um and you can help us cheat death by giving us five stars in <laughs> a review on our uh, you know, on the on Pod Yourself a gun, uh, you know,
2: where you find it. Help Whether us troll the Reaper by yes. giving us... Smashing that subscribe button.
1: Smash that subscribe. Hit that notification bell. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I meant that as a joke, but you literally can do that now that we're on YouTube. So, uh, yeah, you know, hit the notification bell. I don't know what it does, but I bet it's cool. <laughs> um, And make sure, of course, to tell your friends about it. Because, you know, we like when our podcast listeners have friends to talk about stuff with um okay Today, we're going to be talking about from season four of The Wire, episode five, Alliances. And our guest today, oh boy, ladies and gentlemen, this next guest, uh, fantastic comedian. We first met in the San Francisco Bay Area doing comedy together. And now he is here to talk about The Wire with us. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest today is Lyle Barron. How's it going, gentlemen?
2: What's going on, Matt and Vince? Thank you for having me. No problem. Dude, Dude
1: thanks thanks we're, for coming
2: on. We're medium, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're we're we're, okay. we're great. We're doing yeah, great. We're fine. Mm-hmm. We're uh... Don't worry. Mom, Mom, stop calling.
1: All right, fair enough. Lyle, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you know, we were doing some shows together recently and we started talking about The Wire. And I think we were just talking about season 4 and you are probably the only person that I've met who I've just talked to you know, like talked about the wire with who immediately started talking about storylines from the wire that were like the ones that I think a normal viewer wouldn't remember, like Sherrod and bubbles, you know what I mean? Or like you knew donuts name. And I was like, Oh (laughs) shit, like this, this, this guy's got to come on the show. So you're here now to talk about your favorite wire character. Who's your favorite?
3: Oh, you know, I wouldn't say, you know, I'm going to say Norman. Norman. I like Norman because Norman is I, first off, I know this type of black man. It's like a, that's like a baby boomer. That's just <laughs> like calls everybody out on their shit. Everybody's kind of mm-hmm. full of shit to him. Uh-huh. Uh, he's he lives life with a purpose he's a brother but he's also jaded he's also cynical but rightfully so like his yeah. his cynicism is rightfully earned unlike us comics yeah. where we just like oh the same city oh another brewery <laughs>
4: you
3: know like, like oh, it's another warehouse district where there's some shit oh like like we're yeah. cynical in a certain way but this sort of black man like a norman is cynical from like he sees the system like he sees right you like tried to change to see- it
1: probably at some point and realized yeah. it yeah. was unmovable. Yeah. 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 No, and means-
3: there's no stepping on later episodes, right? Uh, or no, oh, oh, you can. can. I say step you step step no, no, please step, off, step, off,
1: step away. Please step. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, a 20 year old it, show.
3: It, it's a scene where uh, he's, he's with uh, season five and Norman's mm-hmm. talking to the guy from the newspaper. And one of them says, at the end of the day, they all let you down.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah which you know, is no it's norman and gus that we're talking
3: it was norman and gus yeah, yeah yeah
1: that's right yeah 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 and i love that uh th- that's a it's a great character to bring up because in this episode you get to see him in his like most cynical strategic best you know he's mm. uh he is like yeah,
2: yeah working for a cause that a he doesn't really believe in but he's like uh you know this is uh this is my job and i'm gonna do it Dude, he literally told Carcetti, I'm not
1: voting for you, which I love. <laughs> he doesn't like
3: Carcetti, yeah. but he's still got a job yeah. to do, which I love. Like, yeah. I, yes, yes. <laughs> like, that's a professional. Like, yeah, I don't fuck with you. I'm not going to vote for you, but I'm, I got your
1: back. Yeah, me and uh, Francesca did a show one time. We know this, like, c- comedian who is, he does stand up, but he's also, for some reason, like, very much in the DNC, like his, like he was worked for the Democratic National Committee, uh, uh, like a bunch of times, and so he Why has. Why are you acting, like you l- don't know who Kamel Bell is? I'm just kidding. No,
3: nothing. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> yeah.
1: okay,
3: yeah. I don't want to okay,
1: say okay. his name, but it starts with a W and it sounds like <laughs> shma, Schmel. <sh-ma>. Um, <laughs> okay. no, no, uh, it's this guy, Josh, and he's he's funny and whatnot, uh, but he invited us to do this show that was kind of like a uh, sort of a fundraiser. And it was like all young people. Um and they were all different they were all like campaign workers for different democratic campaigns. So like and they, they all did like social media for mm. like fucking Howard Schultz and uh what was that other rich guy who who ran? Not the well wonder there was Bloomberg was Starbucks uh, yeah, yeah, yeah Schultz the, is the
2: Starbucks guy. Yeah, but we'll wasn't go, it? Go
1: who was the other one who went up to bernie and wanted to shake his hand uh fucking uh i don't I, not just pritzker like, right no no not pritzker uh but it, anyways You can't keep track of the billionaires who yeah so do it was like run. it, it so was amazing. like there were all these like young like cool looking millennial kids and they all worked for different democratic campaign uh people and i
2: remember like that that mayor pete thing where they have like a a shell of exuberance disguising uh, just a cynical grasping core it
1: it was worse because the exuberance wasn't even there it was it was like a Norman it was like a young Norman like these guys were (laughs) cynical at 25 like they got really good at making TikToks and I swear to God the worst one was this guy who worked for fucking Bloomberg because he Mm. did not believe in nothing (laughs) He, he was like he just he was so clearly like nah you know every four years you know i get paid a bunch of money to make tiktoks for these fucking guys and i'm just like damn dude
2: you're uh (laughs) yeah
1: yeah you know you're making i mean if somebody like
2: people are weird about like not taking blood money but i'm always like look if you got too much money and uh you want to give it away i got pockets like it's yeah, just dude. like uh, That's,
1: it's called effective
4: altruism
2: dude. I'll like
3: anybody's money if he's giving it away if he's yeah, giving exactly. it
5: away listen
2: That's it's so like what marlo true. says money don't got owners it's got spenders oh omar
1: said that right Omar, omar. yeah. he yeah. said it too, yeah, marlo yeah yeah the sorry. card game yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 see this is why lyle knows um mm. do you uh so how many times through have you seen the wire lyle
3: I- i'm kind of embarrassed to say uh, it's yeah, been, me too. the wire and the sopranos. I'm kind of just constantly rewatching with slipping yeah. in Boardwalk Empire, like it never really ah, stopped.
2: Nice. Yeah. Have you Boardwalk's tried It's interesting. I feel like Boardwalk has some of the highs of the wire and the sopranos, but it just has way lower lows.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. The, uh, Boardwalk Empire, I think the difference I find between the uh, is like. it ends fucking great it has like the best ending i think of both shows like it actually feels like they wrapped things up um the the weird thing with boardwalk empire is uh for some reason i can't i've watched it through a few times and i still have trouble remembering what happened
2: you know what i mean i remember that one girl was just getting crazy a lot yeah yeah
3: also boardwalk i think i think the thing with with uh boardwalk was essentially nothing really happened in atlantic city and i think the problem was that they're like oh it's gonna be sexy and steve buscemi and it's atlantic city and it's like and then they keep going to new york and then they keep going to chicago yeah. Yeah, i think mm-hmm.
4: that
3: like, an ensemble show and i think uh i think there was also just too many storylines on the show too
4: yeah
2: it
3: like, yeah. was like, <laughs> like a great cast it was kind me.
2: of it's kind of a bummer that like michael pitt was such an asshole that they fired him after yeah the first season uh yeah and Paz, de- like i guess they just had a bunch Is of that actors what
1: happened he was po- just an asshole he
2: was an asshole and apparently like paz de la huerta was like a completely psycho too and it was a whole well, thing apparently Paz was a drunk
3: and then yeah michael drunk. would yeah. show up on set not remembering his lines and then when you watch certain scenes with michael pitt where he's like "Knock." what happened to me over there? It's like, oh yeah, he sounds like he's like Brando reading off a cue card right now. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. He did actually suck, but it was one of those things where I was was like, he's got a face that you're just like, who
2: cares, you know, like let him him have a weird face. It works. He befriended the black kid in Finding
1: Forrester, you know, that's right he did he's the one good thing uh but this is not a show about boardwalks or empires no this is a show yeah. about the wire and we of course cannot start the podcast without first playing the theme song
5: when you pod. Pod. pod
1: podcast you podcast
4: oh.
1: School children. Season four. Alright, ladies and gentlemen and everyone else. Once again today we are talking about from season four of The Wire, Episode Five, Alliances. Uh and this episode came out October eighth, two thousand six. Vince,
2: break us off a little piece of that synopsis. The corner boys are looking for zombies, Lester and Bunk are looking for bodies, and Royce and Carcetti are looking for votes, while the police department continues being a beshitted nest of foul corruption. Very good. That is
1: basically what happens. Mm-hmm. And Vince, what was happening in the world? In
2: the world, yeah. At the know, time of this episode? I feel like you're, you're searching for something here, Matt, and I, th- I mm-hmm. think what you're trying to say is that we cannot evaluate art. Uh, divorced from its cultural context mm-hmm. and therefore we have to put some of that context back in with a little something that we like to call the back in the day machine. It's a bad time for
5: newspapers. The news hole is shrinking as advertising dollars continue to decline. There ain't no back in the day the machine tells the tale, son.
2: All right. Well, today we're going all the way back. Yeah, October 8th, 2006. Uh, I got some stories. This one... Uh, you know, at face value, you may not uh, think it's that interesting. It's part it it, it uh, you know bleeds into my personal uh, conspiracy theory about uh, Elliot Spitzer. Remember him? Yeah, he's the one who
1: uh got in trouble for having a like a high class hooker. Indeed. Right? Indeed. Or a yeah, high class S- sex Sydney worker, Leathers, me. I
2: believe her name was. Well, uh, her name was what? Sydney Leathers? <laughs> That's a great. That, I mean, I think it's a stage name, but you know. Like I assume. But st- whatever you a, call the sex version of a stage name. Yeah, a fuck it name. Sounds
3: like a burlesque yeah, dancer. It. Like Yeah, uh-huh. it does.
1: It does. <laughs> but she did much more than, you know, Tassels. I'll tell you that (laughs)
2: one. Here's the story from the post. Don't expect former Citigroup chairman Sandy Weil to be among Wall Street titans standing beside Elliot Spitzer should the crusading attorney general win the statehouse in next month's gubernatorial election. The two don't exactly see eye to eye, at least according to Wheel's recently published book, The Real Deal. In his 506-page tome, Wheel complains of the torture of selective leaks to the media Spitzer practiced against Citigroup during the AG's investigation of conflicted research in the wake of the dot-com uh, collapse. Uh, in 2002, faced with the wreckage of the dot-com collapse and Citigroup's connection to any number of major corporate frauds, mm-hmm. Wheel wrote, or while while wrote of being personally and professionally devastated by Spitzer's. Spitzer's disclosure of out-of-context emails and documents. Especially galling were the series of emails between City's former Star Telecom analyst Jack Grubman and while, where Gubman, Grubman bragged about wheels helping his kids getting to get into the elite 92nd Street YMCA preschool in return for a ratings upgrade on AT&T. Okay. Uh, it's, it's deep in the weeds. Uh, but bottom line, the Citigroup Group guy uh, just happens to be really pissed at Elliot Spitzer. Uh, and then a few years later, Elliot Spitzer just happens to go down uh, based on the discovery of you know these transactions to oh, pra- prostitutes, which oh, I, I feel like no I one talks about that. But
1: like, uh, I yeah, didn't, I didn't realize that. So that is how he went down. Was. Yes
2: so uh, the banks oh, dimed shit. on him basically uh, or or supposedly someone discovered these suspicious transactions even though they were all under the limit that triggers the automatic yeah uh, i was gonna say like what what, what what makes it suspicious like no one ever said it just happens that someone so like, what do you uh, need two thousand dollars for yeah. right now
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, It's probably hookers. Yeah.
2: I'm sure it has nothing to do with him pissing off the head of Citigroup and everybody. See, this is why I don't fuck with banks. Yeah. Yeah. You can't catch me if my money's not in your shit. (laughs)
1: Yeah. <laughs> in your
3: shit. It's
1: in my mouth I like three bro. jokes I was
3: gonna make, that. I'm not- and I couldn't decide. Do it! Make the Jew <laughs> jokes! I know you no, want no, to! No! No, no, it's, it's really I in support
5: it. of that! It's, it's,
3: it's really- it's really- it's really obvious it's like, SEE?! Not all of them! You
1: know, like, like, I... <laughs> uh, yes. See, some of us don't like banks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: I, I have I'm a lot like, of well, Hotep mean. listeners on my podcast, so it's like they need to know yes. these things. Yes, oh, good,
1: good, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, j- just so the Hotep people know, um, I agree. I am the synagogue of Satan, <laughs> uh, and and Jews are the real blacks. I agree. Uh, the other blacks, day, blacks are the real Jews. Well,
2: the <laughs> other day, <laughs> when uh when they were talking about um Debo Samuel getting like being the yak master because he gets all the yards after the the catch. Uh-huh. The yak you know that stat my mind immediately no. went to dr yakub like that would be a cool nickname for oh that's a receiver. the uh, nation
1: of islam doctor
2: <laughs> he's the one, i think he's the one who created white people in the in the lab or whatever oh
1: the yeah, oh, an shit. evil doctor created white people in a yeah, lab dr. that's dr. Right.
2: Jakob, Yeah, yeah well, i feel someone... like that would be a cool nickname for a receiver who gets a lot of yards after the catch Dr. Yakov <laughs> Fair
1: <laughs> Okay <laughs> What else uh, is happening at you the You know I just Like you
2: have these dumb jokes in your head And you have no opportunity <laughs> to get them out Here And finally is. you gave me one yeah, yeah. Here's the moment uh, Okay so this one Do you guys remember the film Death of a President? No, no Yeah you you don't Because uh, no one ever uh, released it probably oh, theaters sure. refusing Bush death film New Market Films set itself an unusual challenge when it decided to release the controversial faux-investigative documentary Death of a President just six weeks after acquiring acquiring the movie at the Toronto Film Festival. But it might face an even more formidable obstacle because several major theater chains are refusing to play the film, which mixes real news footage with dramatized segments depicting (laughs) the fictional 2007 death of President Bush. Oh, they wouldn't show a movie about the death of the president yeah uh i feel like isn't
1: that all the daily wire makes now (laughs) (laughs) yes it's controversial can i ask you guys something go ahead sure do you
3: do you feel like because bush is like the last president i remember in a pre-social media era and he was he really felt kind of like um he, he kind of it's like the last president well i mean obama but for different reasons obviously mm-hmm. but the last president like without social media where it felt like he was in our lives every day even if he yeah. wasn't talking do you feel like presidents are like less important to us day to day
2: yeah i, I just felt like say, bush like, was just that... kind
3: of in the you know the zeitgeist more often
2: yeah, I feel like uh, yeah. like this was the one of the last presidents that you could fantasize about killing, and it would change something. Like there was an entire no effects <laughs> song where he's like basically written from the perspective of a guy who killed the president and is like getting uh, is getting a lethal injection for it. And I feel yeah. like you don't do that anymore because it's it's been very in our face that it kind of doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know. I I feel like the, uh, George Bush was president at the time. It was pre-social media, but it was like in the the heart of the twenty-four hour news cycle. And then after like nine eleven, he was just always in our living rooms, just you know, being like, <laughs> and uh, yeah. uh. Ever I mean, it was also a time when you
2: thought the news mattered. Like, we—that's right. kind of exactly, one of the big things about exactly. the wire. I was like,
1: yeah, you were like, I gotta know what's going on and now uh because of social media like um i don't care what's going on except for you know on the timeline dog yeah uh, that's yeah. pretty who's retweeting it. me who's retweeting me and like what funny shit has trump said you know that's that's all that matters <laughs> yeah um I, I don't know every time there's a democratic president um i feel like uh people pay attention less to the news cuz they're just like oh they got it you are going to figure yeah. it all out And then when there's a Republican president It's like, oh, I'm going to watch news 24 hours a day Until something happens And uh, nothing does Yeah Yeah,
2: uh, yeah. so that's yeah. the Bush death movie uh, We would not be inclined to program this film Regal CEO Mike Campbell said We feel it's inappropriate to portray the future assassination Of a sitting president regardless of political affiliation oh, Texas-based okay. Cinemark USA has also declined to play the film Bitch made Probably, probably. Why you <laughs> haven't heard of
1: it? This straight bitch made. Like, just play it. You know, it's yeah. a movie. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, here's another uh, little slice of life. 2006, mm-hmm. Office doomed by low ratings.
1: <laughs> the The Office. The as off- in- <laughs> The Office, of the, yep. The yep. biggest sitcom of all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay.
2: The better it gets, the lower its ratings go. With the fall, uh, with the new fall season only a few weeks old, The Office is fast becoming the Arrested Development of N- NBC, which mm. is not good news for either the show or the network. What's the mm. problem? Like Arrested Development, The Office is proving to be too good to be popular. How good? As far as The Office is concerned, good means innovative, uncomfortable, brutally honest, and savagely funny. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So you know, yeah, I did not age good. well. Although you know what's not. funny is like reading ratings numbers of what's considered bad in 2006. Yeah, yeah.
1: Only 200 million people <laughs> yeah. saw yeah. season four premiere. Oh, the season guess, pre-
2: canceled. The season yeah. premiere attracted 9.1 million viewers, according God to Nielsen. Damn. <laughs> A week later, the second episode uh, drew 7.7 million which I feel like six, I I, I looked at this a while back and I think succession is getting between like three and four. Uh, Million? in, yeah. Millions. Yeah. And it yeah. was, you know, like the most talked about show of any show for probably four months.
1: Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, at this point, everyone's numbers are in the low millions mm-hmm. and I feel like, uh, it doesn't even matter anymore because it's, it's every every. There's a million shows, so now we can't talk. We can't watch every fucking show. Yeah. It's Who weird because it's it's they don't like even no tell chance. us the numbers.
2: It's both good and bad for quality because now you can like make a show like you know The Office or something even more niche than that, and it can get three million viewers, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, it's a smash hit!" But then right. also, if you like turn on network television it's like entering a parallel universe where you're just like where where people are watching multi-camera sitcoms that's something uh, no not even worse than that man it's like you're like inside fucking uh uh, the running man it's like every program is aimed it's like they program it like a cruise director where this has to be something that keeps the attention of people that are almost dead and have just been born <laughs> simultaneously. And I will the- live
1: one more commercial break. I have to see what happens on CSI.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I, I've not flipped on uh network TV to watch like a, you know the Thursday night lineup in a long fucking. Time, you really so. only
2: see them as promos during early. I only see them as promos yeah. during football season, where right. they're like coming next on CBS. God friended me, and you're like, oh, hold up, what the what the fuck yeah. did you just yeah. say? Yeah, exactly. He's the <laughs> Connors. Who did what? <laughs> yeah, he's like,
1: who the hell are the Goldmans?
2: <laughs> what, isn't there, what, what is there? What was the? Goldbergs, show about, I believe. Goldbergs. Yeah, yeah. yeah that I'm was. Just, uh, What's his name? Jeff Garland's show, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I loved the for like I've never <laughs> then, seen a and then single got canceled episode because
2: people spontaneously realize that he's been an asshole for the last twenty right. years. Yeah, they're like, no, that guy's a dick, and it's like, well, yeah, look at him.
1: <laughs> kind of his thing, yeah. No, but I, uh, I, it's amazing to me that like at one point I think I saw a. I don't know like a poster for the Goldbergs and I was like wait is the conceit of this show check out these Jews <laughs> I was like I love that hey why that sounds like it's up my they alley they did
2: a black wonder years mm. which uh, they did yeah they did. which got cancelled people probably realized like oh it wasn't so wondrous uh, on <laughs> <laughs> in this part of town um, Yeah, maybe, maybe right. people don't really like, like reliving it yeah. as much Winnie calls him a coon you know <laughs> just, <Yeah. laughs> (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, that's very funny Yeah No, I I did not know There's like, yeah There's a fucking A bunch of shows That they remade And they just go in and out They're they're gonna remake The Office, apparently It's like like, There's
2: a lot of cooking shows And I love a cooking show But it's like Designed for Like the world's Dumbest humans Where it's just Gordon Ramsay Telling them they have to Cook with human shit Or whatever
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah Yeah
3: Frozen. That. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you
2: son of a bitch. You fucking cunt. That's what he says, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah he does. Uh, so that's been the back in the day machine.
1: Okay, so we are now well situated to talk about this We're particular there. episode of uh the wire. Um before we go on, um I don't I don't have the audio of this because Uh-oh. um my baby cried. A lot. Uh, not at me singing, but uh, she, she's been sick, so I haven't been able to uh, to sit at my computer and and sing this song. So uh, I will just um, do the Balmer B story for you right here. Um, Hell yeah! A- acapella. Oh, acapella. Mm-hmm. Let's go. <clears throat> All right. Another hang with the homies Canard, Mike, Donut, and Naman And there's violence
5: followed by sirens Jew, Jew, shit in the vacants But you see, dear Andy, I'm your
1: friend Named Dookie, with your head, with your head They are messing Special day. Special dead zombie, zombie, zombie. All right, you guys get it. It's zombie by the cranberries. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
1: So you'll hear the whole version of that song at the end of the episode. But now let's talk about it. Where sorry, what was
2: that second line? Like the second bar there, I I missed what you said. I didn't understand. And there's
1: violence followed by sirens. No, I got that part. (laughs) But you see, dear Randy, I'm your friend named Dookie. Oh, dear
2: Randy. Okay, I got it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, With your head, with your head, they're messing. Uh, Oh, I forgot a part. With their pranks and their burns and their gags and (laughs) their jokes with your head. Anyways, you'll hear it. It's It's good. Um, okay, let's talk RIP about this episode. R.I.P. Dolores and I know, she died. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that sounded crass and cruel, but I, I, that is sad that she died. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so this
2: episode, what did we think of it, Vince? Uh, I love this episode. Uh, I, I feel like this is, I, I wrote like a mini review of this Uh, I'll just read it. This is a Goonies ass episode about little kids trying to solve a supernatural mystery, but doing Mm -hmm. it in the most the wire way possible where they find out that the supernatural doesn't actually exist. Only societal forces that will grind you to dust and the products (laughs) of it who will murder you and leave you inside. It's crumbling, crumbling infrastructure.
1: Goddamn. Yeah, yeah, I agree. This is (laughs) this is it is all that. Uh, Lyle, did you like this episode?
3: I did. Uh I like this episode because this is the kick shit in the gear episode that you mm, get yeah within every season of the wire because every season of the wire like when you tell somebody hey you got to see the wire or when somebody's like i watch the sopranos I have a hard time getting the wire first thought is yeah. racist and the next thought is like <laughs> you know like like you un you uncouth baboon like yeah. fucking get into it it <laughs> fucking takes time philistine like, yeah. yeah 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 like what you not read books you know right and yeah. oh you don't this like this episode books either? Was- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This episode is great because you have uh Bubbles uh uh sees uh Charade, uh on the corner. You have um the uh the alliances change with uh mm-hmm. within the political party. Uh Marlo right. and Chris are uh considering uh joining the co-op and they're mm-hmm. they're uh processing uh the car game robbery. And then mm-hmm. uh you got also President Duquan with the scene where yeah. um uh, Prez it goes and he says, Hey, I packed an extra lunch. By the way, white liberals listening, take note. That's how you fucking do it. Okay, subtle about <laughs> yes. it. He came in, he's mm-hmm. like, Hey, I have a note, get a soda. So, so he's like, Hey, I'm gonna try That's to right. normalize you and have you be an equal within this. And you have, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, corner kids, stupid Yeah, I just, I love it. Yeah, I, it think I think
2: you make a good point about The Sopranos versus The Wire because mm-hmm. like I love both shows, uh, and I, it's hard for me to decide which one that I like. Like better, but I do think there's an element of like The Sopranos. You can enjoy it for stupider, worse, like slash the wrong reasons, right? I don't know right. that The Wire uh works on that like Scarface poster on the wall level that so the Sopranos right. does. Right? Yeah. 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 Like you can watch The Sopranos and just be like. Oh dude, I like how Tony's fucking. He's cool. cool. He's a cool guy. I like he when liked, he uh, when he just
1: punched that guy. Yeah, I was he, like, yeah.
2: What if you like? What if your job was in a strip club? That would be pretty badass. <laughs> oh, huh? uh, you know what's cool? He gets his dick sucked and then he eats
5: Gobblegool. I want to be like him.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah they, and the women—they don't care.
5: They just fuck him. They don't yeah. care. They don't even he's, care he's that he's fucking fat. powerful, dude. Fucking yeah, like, okay, he's, yeah. he's
1: fat and takes Prozac. And... Yeah, he's cool.
5: <laughs> He's gonna
2: fuck that therapist, I think.
1: Um, yeah, no, it is much more
2: of a dumb guy show. Uh, the wire I mean, like, it works on smarter. a smarter level, but I like, it, and, but and it also I... works on a dumb level. And I don't know that the wire Hello? works on it, uh,
1: <laughs>
2: on a no, dumb and, level.
1: And I feel like um, the wire, what you were saying, Lyle, is like in terms of kicking shit into gear. Like that is the big impediment to those people who don't um, watch. The who can't get into the wire uh is that they don't realize that or they don't have the patience to wait until episode five for shit to start happening you know yeah. uh and so like uh the and it's for i think anyone who enjoys the wire it's like one of the the positives about it is it's like You see the story like the storylines finally start matching up. Uh, So like in this episode, um, finally, uh, Bunny is, you know, going to start this corner kids program with the uh, little academic uh, Chuck E. Cheese looking motherfucker.
2: And um yeah, my, and, my favorite thing in this entire show, in this entire season, mm-hmm. is just how instantly they smell the academic sphere and. Try Every to time he him. walks into a room, everyone's like,
1: "Oh, we can fuck with this guy." Yeah. They can tell yeah. that he's a bitch. Um. But yeah, no, uh, it, to for me, I, yeah, I love this episode. Um, and the i think the zombie stuff is the most interesting to me because it is like so um it's really depressing the way um they're processing the violence around them in this sort of like infantile like childlike way where they're you know randy knows lex is dead Um, But they're like, you know, they're taking them to the vacants and they're changing them. They're doing stuff with them. Um, And then the kind of like, oh, no, you know, uh, (laughs) that's not what's going on at all. In fact, it's much more mundane and horrible (laughs) yeah which is i mean they're just doing mass murder they're just murdering lots of people which is like a sadder thing because when you're a kid at least with a zombie there's like part of it is like this mystical like Mm -hmm. supernatural stuff supernatural his mom can still go see him yeah. right exactly you can actually hang out with your zombie friends you know uh and there's like you know there's like uh there's lore there where you you're like i think i know how to kill a zombie you just got to shoot in the brain <laughs> um whereas like when it's just like oh when you're dead you're dead that like level of reality is uh it's a, i think yeah. pretty hard to take when you're a kid. it's
2: also really smart on the level of like it's making the point that the system is going to treat these kids as like adults. If they do anything wrong, basically. Right. Yeah. Like all like, you know, that teachers and the, and the police are going to treat them like they're grown adults. But then you see when they're with each other, like they still act like little kids a lot of the time. Right. And, uh, yeah. And I have uh the cold open cause the cold open kind of goes
1: through that whole thing. Um, like all in one scene the kind of like you know the end of innocence like while they're talking about like what is the zombie master chris doing in there with them uh in the background of this conversation are like gunshots and police sirens and then they run off because they think a zombie's coming and it's like oh no it's just the guy who got shot from before uh and i have a, a clip of that
5: Nah, there's dead and there's special dead. Chris, he different. And you can tell by them cool-ass country clothes that nigga be wearing. Nah? Nah. Too much buck. Probably for the calf. And like in this movie, Zombie Killer or something, they came out at night. Hunting. Hunting? Yeah, and then they... <sighs> yeah, and in that movie, they was snatching people up. Stealing their wolf.
1: So I think when I first saw that scene, I thought uh, that it was like, oh, is that the they just got scared by a fiend. But now upon rewatch, I'm like, oh, I think that guy got shot and he's like uh, escaping either the police sirens that are coming or or whatnot. I don't know. I, I connected it to the gunshots that you heard earlier, but I could be wrong about that. I don't know what you guys think. What, I feel like they left. A thing, little...
2: Yeah, good. I mean, I feel like they left it a little bit ambiguous, but... Uh, yeah. I mean, the point was, it'd be easy to believe in zombies when you have, you know... Well, yeah. A bunch like, of... Like, drug okay. people. Like, people that are fucked up
1: walking around. Are, yeah, and, yeah. Standing up and sleeping.
2: Or people yeah. that just got, like, fucked up by a cop. Like, you could take that either way.
1: Yeah.
3: The thing I take like, away from the scene is yeah. that the, you have gunshots go off they don't flinch they can they uh, they can identify the caliber of gun yeah. but then what makes them run is the idea of this zombie but not actual right. gunshots that could kill them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's right yeah.
1: that's a good point yeah they're, they're they're still at the age where the idea of the zombie is scarier than like the fucking cold hard reality of like death and I think they're also immune a little bit you know or not Mm -hmm. immune but like they're used to the gunshots going off to the point where they're just like it's like, you know, the kids who are really into airplanes, you know, and they're like, oh, that's a DC nine. Oh, not that one. <laughs> that one it's like you ever met like a military brat who's like, you know, they're just like, I just know every plane in the air. And it's like, oh that's cute. <laughs> yeah. It's like these guys, they know exactly what I also liked about that is Naaman um is like, oh that's a nine. And Michael, who is much more street than Naaman. Uh is like, nah. He knows it's a twenty two. He knows exactly what it sounds like. And uh and Na- Naaman is like still kind of fronting. Like he, he's just like he took a wild guess kind of thing. Well
3: in the way Naaman said it too. Naaman was like nine? Like he yeah, like yeah, he wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah.
1: You know? yeah he was and he was looking at Michael because he knew Michael would be the one to know because uh you know Michael knows that shit. Um he's a man among both yeah exactly and you know and and namen is he's a he's a little nepo baby you know he's just yeah shares shares the same blood with wee bay but not the same heart um so yeah uh continuing on with uh, the story with the kids um we see like a lot of the backstories of the kids in this episode like through prez beluski's eyes like prez is is acclimate acclimating to being a teacher and he's like doing classic teacher shit where he's like, <laughs> okay, I've got this idea. What if we do gold star stickers for the good kids and name on the board for the bad kids, which is incredibly effective. Like, I don't know if y'all <laughs> yeah. ever had your name on the board, mm, so many but t- that absolutely. shit fucks you up. Yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think we've all been there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, just watching – but watching Prez Belusky, like, still be weak, and he, he gives in to peer pressure two times in this episode. Yeah. Uh, the, the it's first, like he's trying to yeah. be
2: fair, and you – And you respect that about him, but then he's also spineless and you're like, oh man, they're going to tear you apart. They're going to walk all
1: over him. Yeah. And I think that's something that, you know, obviously a first year, first year teacher is going to have trouble with is like you, sometimes you actually do have to be unfair (laughs) because you have to (laughs) show that you're the authority in class. And, uh, Naaman is able to talk his way out of his name being on the board and, uh, and i i fucking i love watching that scene and i especially love when detention happens prez Belusky is being yelled at by all the kids and he just gives up and I, I have that scene
3: please can i go i will ever disrespect your pencil again i
5: promise
1: Zenobia, it wasn't about the pencil
5: please mr piga gonna- please, please. okay
2: okay all right all right yes. just this one time i'll make an exception wow. <laughs> but next time expect
1: to full hour. <laughs> oh man he's gonna have trouble it just reminds me of every substitute teacher i ever had
3: i mean praise is yeah. probably like i'm gonna punch one of these little niggas just like when i was <laughs> in the projects on season yeah. one like because i think like, there's a thing we're just like hearing these like black children just wailing and he doesn't mm-hmm. know. Like, first, Prez can't even really communicate to adults. Like, he's probably neurodivergent yeah. or autistic yeah. or high-functioning yes. autistic. Yeah, and, yeah. like, the closest person he could connect with, like, in the detail was Lester. And yeah. because they shared a common interest with nerding out over listening to people's phone calls like perverts, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: and...
2: <laughs>
3: yes. and exactly. It's also, he's,
2: he's, he's trying to, to deal with, like, the... Uh, the limited authority given to teachers as opposed to cops, because when you're a cop, it's like, oh yeah, I can just pistol whip this person uh, and right. make him do what I want, or sh- or shoot them. And when you're a teacher, you're like, uh, fuck, I gotta like mind fuck them into believing that a gold star is important, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Or
3: even when he punched his father-in-law Valchek, on season yeah. two. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Exactly.
3: You know, it's like, yeah, you can do that with grown men, or somebody calls you a cocksucker, you can do that, but you can't do mm-hmm. that with kids so it's like yeah. fuck it go
2: home if you have a strong union and uh work with only men you <laughs> may get away with punching your commanding officer yeah. in any yeah. other profession Probably and, and you're fucking his and, daughter yeah yeah, yeah yeah i know yeah. yeah he
1: had uh you know like this is his first time not being able to resort to b- pistol whipping someone till they're blind and uh <laughs> you know yeah. there's even a moment where Naaman like calls him out on it um, and yeah.
2: Uh, yeah I have uh, I have that clip hope you well. got when he called him a gimpy ass big grill motherfucker <laughs> I I think I do <laughs> okay, black yeah. kids
3: got the best insults <laughs> they
5: do. yo you all up on me before I do my work I'm not your yo show me your work Yeah, I see. (laughs) (laughs) No, my hand hurt from all this learning. You got some Tylenol? What I got for you is detention. No, fuck you, Presbo. Fucking gimpy-ass, big, real motherfucker. (laughs) That's it, you're out of (laughs) here.
1: Go! They would have ripped on him for the way he just did that go, by the way. They all would have went, go!
5: It's a police stick out your desk and beat me. You know you fucking want to.
3: Press thing about his
2: demons. Mm
5: -hmm. Fuck you looking at, bitch?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I watched it twice, and that moment made me laugh both times. If you want
5: to head to the main office, you are
0: now. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's happened She's... to me right there by the
3: way when, when he says motherfucker oh, yeah? and he runs into authority figure that has happened multiple times as a kid growing up oh, that yeah. Was, yeah yeah i loved it
2: i mean that's no. a, that seems just such a beautiful illustration of like that old saying about how like a gun in the holster uh is much more powerful than when you actually pull it out because when you pull mm. it out it's like you really can only use it at that point and right. if you don't mm. you're a bitch it, yeah it's right. like yeah. W- when The way the, the female teacher, I forget her name, the Mm -hmm. way that she just sort of crosses her arms and like uses shame. Like she, uh, she's keeping all of her potential power. Right. Uh, whereas like Presbo was like actively like getting in Naaman's face and like sort of stepping to him in the way. And it's like, at that point you either have to punch him or you're a bitch. Like you can't. You can't take it to that level, otherwise people are going to realize that you uh, you you're not actually going to to use it on them. Right?
1: You need to you need to be able to convince the other kids that you haven't seen what they're truly capable of. Not that the the threat yeah. of violence exists, but the like just the threat of like shaming, the threat of shame, shaming, and, and yeah. like the retribution on a nonviolent level where it's just like I'm going to fucking not just give you detention but i'm gonna look at you like your father never did
2: i'm gonna make you less less valuable like in the community i think that's what she (laughs) means that presbo doesn't yeah there is is. they know presbo like cannot hurt their rep uh Mm. whereas like that other teacher can because she like knows their parents she can Mm -hmm. actually do things that will have real consequences for them
1: yeah, I remember when my dad started teaching, like, the one thing that he had to learn was how to sparingly use his, like, loud, yelly-ass voice. Because, mm. like, early on, he was, like, exactly like Presbo and that he would just be like, you know, go! No! <laughs> you know, it's just like, hey! Yeah, stop that! And, like, when someone yells like that after a while, it's very funny to just do an impression of them (laughs) (laughs) yeah um because you realize that they're they're, all they have is yelling and it's like impotent and it's not scary when you overuse it and so eventually he would like kind of realized that his stare was like enough to get the kids to be like okay 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 Mm -hmm, all right mm -hmm. we're good we're good we're good and um yeah that's something that i think you know uh obviously the female teacher knows a lot more about than Pres let me ask you guys
3: um, uh in, in regards mm-hmm. to that out of everybody in uh let's say the season one the season three detail who do you mm-hmm. think would have been the most effective teacher out the gate, and could have done what you said—that kind of implied thing? Do you think uh, McNulty would could have done it? Mm-hmm. Do you think—I mean, McNulty doesn't know how to spell, as we find out in many
1: episodes. Yeah, McNulty can't spell.
2: <laughs> and it's got to be Lester, right? It's I mean, got to be yeah.
1: right. Lester is like the—the the one who he has the silent judging stare. Yeah, like
2: he's already good at that. I mean, Daniels would probably do all right too. Yeah, I feel like. but
1: Daniels is—he's so theatrical that like he would—he's very. What I like, got for you
3: is detention. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He—he, he, I think, feels a lot more like a. um like a made-for-TV-drama teacher, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I gotta reach these kids. <laughs> like, whereas, like... He's Coach Carter. Lester... Yeah, he's Coach Carter. Whereas, like, Lester actually feels like he could be a teacher. Like, he, he actually feels like he, he would gain the respect of the kids. The uh, Daniels is too um, stiff and angular. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh... Uh, He reminds me of this teacher I had. uh, It was my summer school teacher, Mr. Campbell, who was this, like, tall, angular, stiff black man who (laughs) he claimed his brother was... Elden Campbell hmm. um, uh, from the Lakers uh, oh, yeah. which I don't know if that was true but he's, he was also like fucking six foot eight so I was like maybe he, he it is his brother but he would just he, he would say like uh, you know whenever someone would start clowning on him he'd go teacher abuse teacher abuse <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he talked like fucking like Morgan Freeman it was like this weird thing where I was like you know he looks like he would be a good teacher but he's just so easy to clown i yeah because I think, of like the stiff nature like he would turn his back and go who threw that <laughs> who threw that and it was just like this He's very
5: funny you trans- can't be Atlantic funny when man. you're
2: angry
1: yeah there's
5: very few <laughs> left.
2: yeah i think yeah i think the the, the difference there is like lester would would be like him fucking with you in a teacherly way would come natural. Whereas yeah, like yeah, Daniels yeah. is trying to apply the fact that he would fuck you up uh, physically, uh, mm-hmm. into like teach into like teacher rules, which it doesn't right. come as naturally to him. Like you know that guy would fuck you up, uh, if the rules weren't there. Whereas Lester yeah. would know how to do it. Bunk would just the put rules, a movie on, the rules. you know,
3: like Bunk will be a science guy. Uh, lastly, because I don't want like like, gonna... to move on, but where do you yeah. like? Let's let's just say gym teacher for obvious reasons. Kima and uh, her... oh yeah, how <laughs> you think Kima yeah, and obvious, her... yeah. do it? Yeah. Her... <laughs> They're well, both like know, natural gym teachers. They're you. both yeah. natural yeah. gym
2: teachers. Yeah. Marimo, like, too, I think, is a good gym teacher guy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Marimo, though, I we think actually he would be a good teacher.
3: Like Marimo, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, yeah, that's not my concern. Um, yeah. No, like, I, Marimo, I think in general, would just be a good teacher because Marimo has got the thing that. Uh, he would sit you down and be like, I don't give a fuck whether you're learning. You're going to yeah, right. good
2: on this test yeah, because yeah, it makes yeah. me look good to the bosses
1: yeah exactly and and i think that like there's uh he's got the leadership quality of like being wrong and decisively decisively being wrong yes and i think that is something that even that teachers do need to have because teachers are often like prez should have allowed himself to be wrong in that like he's yeah. punishing Namond for something when he didn't even know what the rules are that's
2: stringer bell in a nutshell it's like yes. you the guy who is wrong but in a decisive way like stringer is yes. almost always wrong but he right. does it in a way that like cultivates the air of a leader and you're like the confidence yes. String- yes. Like, like yeah like
1: when you think yeah. of the
3: the chair recognize like the meanings like he would within yeah, his organization yeah.
1: like Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stringer Bell actually, I think, would have been a great teacher until the moment when he either struck a kid or slept with a student. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) definitely. By the way, McNulty, we know he's already in jail for sleeping with a high school kid. Like, that's just that's just what would happen with him. Speaking of that, I don't know how to do this transition. (laughs) Uh, We have to take a quick commercial break. Uh, Usually a producer, Brent, is coming in to tell us that. But, uh, you know, he uh, he had to take a break of his own. Uh, So stick around, listen to these ads, and we will be right back. And we're back. Um moving uh forward in Presbulski's story, I just want to say there's the, the things that he finds out about the kids that I really love is number one he finds out that Michael can't do detention because he's a fucking he's he's a fucking grown-up essentially and that he's got more responsibility than just kind of than like Presbo. Then Presbo really, honestly. Yeah. Uh he finds out that Dookie um is uh you know, like can't keep his clothes his new clothes because his fucking family sells so them. So
2: I didn't get this on first watch, but I, I thought mm-hmm. the thing there was because Presbo tried to give him new clothes, whereas mm-hmm. uh, Marsha Donnelly presumably gave him like hand me down clothes. I hate her.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she is very natural police in, yeah. in, in the school system. Yeah. yeah,
2: but I, um, that sort of made sense to me, and like, oh yeah, it would make sense that they would is steal that... his new clothes, be able to sell his new clothes. Well, right. But they tried to steal but... his hand-me-downs That's too. true. Yeah. That's
1: true. Um, no, I I yeah, think maybe I... I'm thinking
2: too much about that.
1: Yeah. I think it's just uh, in general, this is like, I mean, you might be right about that. He might've gotten him brand new clothes, which another rookie mistake, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, no, uh, Dookie's life is hard as well. Um, but my favorite moment is when he's getting to know um, Randy and he locks his keys in his car, and he sees what Donut is really good at. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's one of my favorite scenes. Let's play it.
5: Uh, I'm waiting on Alpo. Miss Hanson got him doing detention. You gonna be here till like five o'clock? Yeah. She a hot lady. She don't ever give a brother no play. So you're not gonna be in the NBA? Then it must be the NFL. <laughs> I thought all the boys in class were gonna join the pros. Nah, that's just something we say. So what about you? What do you wanna be when you grow up? I'm gonna own my own store. That's smart. You left him in there. Uh. Yo, don't worry, Mr. P. We got you. Hey, donut! Oh yeah, donut's crazy with cars. He could open anything. Hey. hey, what up, man? Yo, he locked his keys in there. It's okay, I can call triple A. Oh, no problem, Chief.
2: <laughs> Just has a slim gym in his shoe. <laughs> in his shoe. <laughs>
1: I've, it's so much good shit is happening in that scene that it's hard to count. Number one, I love donut reading auto magazines like Jay Landsman reading porn.
2: <laughs> and then the two buddies are named. The two buddies are named Donut. All I was Malpo.
1: missing is some Arby's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> yeah, exactly. If he was like just scarving an Arby's sandwich while reading, you know, Auto's uh, magazine, it's so a great. Chicken doohickey. Do I mean, he, yeah, he's eating a chicken doohickey and he's just reading, fucking, you know, about cars that are cool. I love that because it's like. He's not of the age where, I mean, he's not going to be sitting around, you know, he's a kid, so he's like reading about cool cars, you know, he's not like totally titty obsessed yet. Um, And I also love the, um, so you're not going to be in the NFL or NBA and, and Randy saying, oh, that's just something we say, because that is literally something that uh especially in like inner city schools my dad would talk about this all the time where he's yeah, just like oh this my man. <laughs> yeah no, i'll tell i'll tell you about my racist yeah. dad no <laughs> <laughs> no but he would he he was someone who like was like you know uh, all the kids in my class they all say they're gonna be in the nfl they're all, they're all, and I, I'm like, guys, I don't think that, this is gonna happen. And <laughs> watching that scene was interesting because it's like, oh, that is just something you would just say to a teacher to get them off your back from yeah. trying to like fucking psychoanalyze you or trying because you know what they're doing. They're like, you know, whatever job you want it's going to require you to learn this bullshit. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. like that, they, they know the next part. So rather than, you know, doing that, they're just like, I'm going to be in the NBA. So please stop teaching me yeah. about fucking fractions, bro. I, I just, I love that. I love that so much. I think it gave
2: great. me a flashback to when I was substitute teaching, uh, middle school and like going yeah. out to my shitty car. And, uh, <laughs> Like parking it in the teacher's lot. And then one day I remember vividly, like I'm getting into my... Or I was getting out of my car in the teacher's lot and I looked at the car next to mine and it just had like f slur uh keyed into the into the door <laughs> i was like oh man this is gonna be a rough day god oh wait but that was the car next to you not the, your yeah, car it was the next the car next to mine i was like Oof. was
1: there part of you that was just like <laughs>
2: <laughs> a little bit I was i was like yeah definitely not gonna take a permanent job at this school i don't think
1: yeah yeah man um fucking I think the idea of like showing up to the teacher's lounge for, uh, uh, or to the teacher's parking lot in a shitty car, like, I, I, man, I would, it, you, cause you know, kids will clown on you for that. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, also by the way, I love that Prez Beluski just parked on the street. He didn't <laughs> even park in the, <laughs> in the teacher's parking lot. He, he still uh, used to be in a cop. He's like, I can yeah, exactly. He's like, no, don't mess with me. I'm police. I can park anywhere. Um, But yeah, uh, so we'll see what happens with Naaman and our buddy Presbo as the season goes on and his relationships with them kids. But um, let's get a little deeper into what's going on with Michael uh, and Randy in this episode outside of Presbolewski. Michael is approached by Chris and Snoop to join their little gang um this is a storyline that's going to be explained i think more as the show goes on and you see michael kind of like he he is not interested but the way that chris kind of uh pitches it is chris is an interesting character because i think he is supposed to be country you know the like like you know Donut said those country ass clothes he's wearing like he's not he's he's not a uh, uh a city guy the way the rest he's of them are he's not as metropolitan as the yes. Barksdale organization right and because of to that me, yeah, I didn't he talks read- different than everyone See, my, his, yeah. Yeah,
2: my read on Chris And I don't know if this is right or not But my read was always like Oh this guy is so hard that he does not have to Front about being like a gang He doesn't have to yeah. He does not have to mimic like his idea Of what a gangster looks like on TV Because he kills people He doesn't give a shit yeah and people know that he kills people
1: Right, right But also there's like this moment Where he's talking to Um he's talking to michael and he's uh, he's trying to explain why he should join them that i'm like wait was that a west side story reference <laughs> and uh <laughs> i uh here i i have that clip just so you guys can uh, see it there's also a uh, king of the hill I
5: reference move along. I'm sure chris we'll bump
1: Oh, I love naming them. This sister
5: in my class.
2: fuck, you
4: high something?
3: good things about you. So you straight up take care of your people. Not begging no handouts.
5: You hear the nigga talk to you, giving you praises and shit. You standing here looking fucking stupid. Yo, chill. I'm just saying. The boy ain't you right. right. So We're always <laughs> in the market for a good soldier. When we see one we like, we take care of the situation. Take him
3: in, school him, make him family. And if you're with us, you're with us. Just like we'd be with you all the way.
5: When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way from your first cigarette to your last dying day.
1: I mean, is he not doing West Side Star? I'm just saying he's kind of I theatrical.
2: Was, I thought he was doing Olive Garden, you know? When you're with us, you're family. Oh, when you're with <laughs> us, you're family. It could be Olive Garden.
1: Yeah. But it's just like you're with us, you're with us all the way. And I was like, yeah. there's something about his character that I, I love. I think he's like it's a great it's one of the scariest characters on the show because you see the like he's got this great psychopathic stare, and so does Marlo. And I love the their relationship i love them like
2: planning out what they're going to do about the omar situation uh to me he has that he has that vibe of like a rich guy who doesn't need to wear a designer suit because he's like i'm so rich that i don't need to like pretend that uh you know i'm important to you it's like i don't have to wear Right. You mean
1: like a tech billionaire who wears hoodies? That's what that
2: sounds like. Yeah, but less, but that's, but but that's playing off of the stereotype. Like they're trying to mimic the stereotype that I already mentioned. Whereas I feel like Chris's whole thing Mm. is like, I don't have to, I don't have to pretend to be anything because uh, everybody knows I'm hard.
3: Well, yeah. I just love scenes like that. I love well. First off, that's how I recruit comedians to work the door at Laugh City, mm-hmm. exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, is, we see someone we like. Yeah, 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 yeah. When, no. when you're, you're with us, you're with us all the way. And then it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, bark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. guest
3: sets. You know, Guess like, sets. No, yeah, yeah. it's. Um, I love scenes like that, like like in a Bronx Tale. Uh, mm-hmm. Here, mm-hmm. scenes where it's like, hey, why don't you just do a little something? Like that scene mm. where you, you, you get the godfather to yeah. that scene where it's like, yeah, here's how you go from square guy to just do a little something here. And right. you see, yeah, it's not like you're, just, being you're born recruited. into like D'Angelo. There...
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree. There There is something like uh, there's like that classic like recruitment type scene where you're just like, uh, you know hey i got some work for you if you ever need it and you're just yeah. like, everyone wants to be the guy who gets told i got some work for you and you're like yeah okay i'll join you yeah but what what's interesting about michael is like michael's very very resistant to any kind of help from anybody he's even like i already got a family even though he's like literally just talking about his little brother because his mom is a fucking drug addict and his dad is in prison and uh and we'll be finding out later why he is uh so wary of like adults trying to you know befriend in, him yeah befriend him and get in his space um but yeah what i love is that randy spent this whole episode freaking out about fucking zombies and like what what are chris and snoop going to fucking do to me um, and he thinks that Chris has gone over there to be like, yo, tell me about your friend Randy. <laughs> and <laughs> they decide to uh, kind of bust his balls a little bit. Um, and uh, I, I have that scene as well. Yeah, I
4: know, I know. What did he ask about me? I know he asked me. Yeah, what did he say? Down. What you tell him? Calm down. It weren't even about you, Yo, Randy. for real, man. You need to tell him. What did he ask you?
3: Yo, you're right, man. Chris was all up in your business, my dude. He got on you for some deep (laughs) shit, man. I don't even know what.
5: (sighs) Nah, I'm just (laughs) fucking with you, man. He ain't even speak (laughs) your (laughs) name.
1: Nah, just playing. He doesn't know you exist. Um yeah no I just I love that because he's freaking out he's like he's so scared and like I don't think his friends fully appreciate how scared he is or if they do they're just like oh that's a fun weakness to you know yeah, fucking no, rag on <laughs> yeah
3: Well, and that's classic teen preteen shit where it's like that. Yeah. you have these moments where you think like oh my god I'm gonna be in so much trouble I remember for me it was me and a friend we we're at Borders and he was <laughs> and he was raised by his aunt and his uncle right Mm-hmm. And we're at Borders, and this is like 2003, this is actually 20 years ago. Yeah. And we stumble into the adult book section, and we're looking at very artistic sex books and yeah. books, with, you know, when we're getting our Painted. jollies off, like, oh, look at this. Yeah. Oh, no, Painted these are actual titties? humans.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, oh like nice. No, like
3: actual, yeah, yeah. But and it's Photography like pornogra- books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, who's that guy? You guys ever get into Heijir art or whatever his name is, and it's like real, oh, no. kind of like Yes, yeah, it's, it's. I'll send it to you later. But send me it, you like, that later. I will. <laughs> hey, but anyway, so we're looking at it. Then his uncle finds us. He's like, "What y'all doing?" Oh, mm-hmm. y'all can't be looking at that and then he's and we're like oh shit he's like y'all sit down over there and then we're mm-hmm. like freaking out and we're whatever and then he goes over to my mom and, and his aunt which is the uncle's wife and they come mm-hmm. over and like so you guys have fun you guys good and we're like uh, yeah yeah we're good and we're like okay <laughs> good he didn't stitch on us yeah, and that yeah, was yeah. like
1: oh that was you're perfect. sitting there worried like oh fuck when's the shoe gonna drop yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean- and it never does yeah yeah if you're lucky unless you got you know snitch ass uncle who's gonna tell on you uh but but yeah like uh you you feel bad for randy because he's just like he's going through it in this in this way where to tell him bro don't worry about it they're not going to turn you into a zombie the worst they'll do is kill you, <laughs> and and you're just like fuck. This is this sucks both ways for him. Um, and uh, later on, Dookie uh, explains to him, you know, uh, how it actually is. And uh, I, I have that scene uh, as well.
4: He likes to go up to the playground. I told him to go up there and see some girl. And he ain't never come back down. So what they gonna do to me when they get mad at me? <clears throat> It makes sense Chris taking him into the vacants to change him
3: you know what else that ain't what he doing Chris on the vacants changing him he ain't changing him he killing him that's so all they're getting killed
1: <laughs> that's it how
5: you know can't tell nobody i seen it
1: it's a really fucked up scene and it just cause you're like on the one hand, you're like, Oh, it's good. It's fucking finally someone is like telling him like does, zombies don't exist. But on the other hand, he's also learning that um, you know, there's a bunch of dead bodies in buildings surrounding their neighborhood. Uh so that's gotta suck
2: too.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So A little bit of a loss of innocence for Randy there. It's a bummer, but uh, hey, this show is a bummer. Um, And then later on, Randy is given a task to uh, to act as a lookout while some kids do sex in the boys' bathroom. We'll see what
2: happens with that. Um, I just uh, spoiler alert. I love the body language of the girl that they're you know that they're having sex with in the bathroom. But they're
1: running a train on. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's just
2: uh, like,
1: like what, like the body language I got. She's from just like, was, oh, I'm
2: so awkward. All I want to do is touch some dicks. Yeah, that is. <laughs> that
1: is very. That is very. Uh, you know, like. Middle school. Uh, uh, anyways, let's move on. That's, you <laughs> just, guys don't see me as sexual. Oh, really? We, so we got to move on? It. We got to move yeah, on? That, <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, just like, oh, <laughs> come on. All I want to do is slutty stuff. <laughs> just like, yeah. and, then,
3: and then imagine the other way around, like a boy walking mm-hmm. in with two girls just smiling ear to ear like.
1: Hey. Oh, that'd be <laughs> so great. Because he'd oh, he wanna... be smiling like Randy. Yeah, mm, he would. Big, happy smile. Um yeah. Okay. So. Real quick, um Marlo and chris uh don't have too much going on in this episode other than this plan other that they than have murder, yeah, right, well, whatever that's boring. yeah,
2: he introduces it by they're trying to they're trying to get Omar mm-hmm. by being like, okay, we gotta make him go to jail and then hopefully we can kill him in in jail and and uh Marlowe is basically like um yeah but if he goes in he's just gonna get out on bail and chris goes make it no bail then which yeah. we don't know what that means at the time and it turns out it means just brutally murdering a complete civilian in order yeah. to pin it on omar
1: yeah and uh it, it, this episode you really brutal, do brutal storyline y- you do see make chris yeah making no bail, yeah. Yeah. Make uh, it no bail make it no bail you you see him at his his most like fucking just heartless cold butter would melt in his mouth type look where you're just like it's one thing to just like be like a stone-faced murderer it's another thing to like smile moments before (laughs) uh and uh i have that scene
5: these steps thank you baby you're good to go Twelve seconds later, <laughs>
3: <sighs> oh. say Oma. Oh oh
1: I mean, like, you really fucking hate this guy at that point mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. especially because like she was she seems so sweet she was like thank you yeah. baby she gives him a big smile inside the fucking bodega just like mm-hmm. and then and my favorite sh- alicia keys
3: song playing in the background yeah. and, <laughs> yeah, it just makes it even more like
1: god yeah, <laughs> <Holy> <laughs> yeah it's, it is really fucking cold but also like there's the the, the chris is a really brilliant uh consigliere for um marlo consiglieri. because consigliere um in that like he he tells him like because marlo is like we gotta kill omar because he jacked me at my card game and he took that ring that i stole from old face andre and uh he says, yeah, but Avon and Stringer, you know, turn the whole city upside down and they fucking Stringer got killed by Omar. Let's not fucking do the same mistakes that they have done. And let's think of something a little bit more creative, kind of mirroring the problem solving of Norman. Uh, in this episode when he's like, oh, let's give this information about Kima becoming the uh, the lead detective in this uh, murder of the state's witness. Um, you know, it's like the same thing. Where it's like, here's a better idea to kind of like surreptitiously get our ends met. Um, and let's, yeah, let's have, uh, let's shoot a stranger in a fucking, you know, in a... Let's have uh, an Old an Face Andre do all the dirty work. Right, exactly. And then we'll I mean except uh, for the killing the person, I guess. Right. It was their was like their whipping boy.
3: Like I old face Andre with Marlo's crew was almost kinda like the the dookie to the kids. Where it's like he's stressful, he just yeah. They give him all the shit.
1: He's not allowed inside your parents' home. (laughs) (laughs) You (laughs) You can't sit down, bitch. Yeah. Yeah, When he comes through, you ain't
3: staying. Yo, you ain't staying
1: long. (laughs) I just wanted to hang
2: here with you guys. Nothing but
1: disrespect. Uh, Yeah. And and they don't actually even tell him the plan. They're just like, hey, Omar's going to come and rob you. Uh, And he's like, Okay. And it's like, well, don't don't worry because he'll go to jail. Like, they don't tell him, like, we're going to pretend to be Omar. And, yeah. you know, but
2: is, it, uh, t- is he going to kill
1: me, though? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, listen, I think all your plans are great and everything. And I think you're the <laughs> smartest people I know, but. I'm kind of scared to die. <laughs> and they're like, Don't he's kind of like, like a cartoon
3: character. almost was like, yo, yeah. I just yeah.
5: got your money. <laughs> like, yeah. He
1: <laughs> yeah. You feel, you feel kind of bad for him. Cause he's just uh constantly shit upon. And uh, yeah, but um, yeah, you just want to sell yeah. his drugs. And, you know. Yeah, exactly. In hey, peace. he's in the game. He, he knows what it's, he knows what's happened. Um, mm. But yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Uh, parallel to that is what's going on with the major crimes unit which is it's dying because Marimo uh, is about to lead a raid with weeks old addresses from the wire and he's his confident demeanor is shattered when the raids lead to nothing and that's funny because it's funny because he
2: just makes these big statements confidently even though Mm -hmm. like no one in the room is going along with it and he's just like there's gonna be drugs on the table and Daniel's like marlo what? i don't think that's gonna happen bro and he's, and he's, like, like, oh. and he's like he's like ronda that's on you and she's like no no it isn't no it isn't yeah I, I love that scene i, I have he, that
6: scene He's
5: we do these raids right we might catch marlo or one of his lieutenants at one of these locations get him a dope on the table marlo stanfield in a room with dope on the table i've kicked down doors and surprised bigger players than him
4: let me warn you lieutenant i am not about to litigate a wiretap for a handful of street rips
5: well that's on you counselor
4: no it's not
1: (laughs) (laughs) i love that so no it isn't like he's he's he talks like he's saying something badass but ron is just like nope that's yeah. not, not well, it. it's, it's great too because
3: represents kind of like, I, I would say McNulty and Marimow, the two types of sort of like white mm. patriarchy, authoritarian, I know mm. everything big yes. deck in the room. Like yes. McNulty's kind of closer to tech guys where he's kind of like, yeah, hey, I'm not smarter and I'm fucking smarter than all you people. And Marimow's yeah. like, you know, uh, we're bringing back coal, fossil fuel, fuck the environment, you know? <laughs> <They're>, yeah. <laughs> They're like all yes. different ends of the spectrum, but they still think like they're the big dicks. They're the big smooth. They're dick still in the, room, the most and the confident people. Yeah. yeah, well, their
2: goals are different because Marimo's goal is not to change anything or do good in any way. He's like, my goal is to make my stats look good. Like and I need make to make the bosses I, happy. Yeah, I'm gonna make my arrest yeah. stats good because I know that's what my bosses care about. I don't give a fuck whether we actually like stop crime or make the community safer
1: yeah yeah and uh and it's great because it's like it shows how far a single like police lieutenant can go before he asks like the people he works with like wait what should we be doing here (laughs) because he he gets like fucking search warrants he gets a raid together and before he at any point is like hey um Maybe this is a bad idea. I I love it so much. I have the I have his, his wonderful raid. Here we go.
5: We had this as a stash house? According to the wiretap. How long ago? They move them around, you know. (laughs)
6: Yeah, they did. Zeros on the warrants. Minor arrests on the designated corner, sir. They were tipped!
5: (laughs) For us to come up this empty at all these locations, it has to be. It's (laughs) It's inside job. Arnold thinks he's smarter than us. He is not. Sergeant,
6: I want to know where he hangs.
5: You mean like him personally?
6: <laughs> <He> <laughs> around, but I have seen him in the concrete park behind Fulton. In a park? My guess is that he likes to talk outdoors so no one can drop a microphone on him. Sergeant, what can we do with that?
1: The, the <laughs> first time, the first time he's deferred to literally anyone, he's just like. After he is Like infringed On the civil rights Of an entire neighborhood And then he's just like Okay okay What can we do With the fact that We know he
2: hangs in a park It also uh, shows yeah. you Like Just like the The, the glee With which uh, Colicchio is You know um, <laughs> At a... the vanguard oh, his dick like, is running, hard His yeah. dick is hard He's running up there It shows you like The the kind of people That the police off Police departments Are currently recruiting Because it's like Yes You see cops The show cops And mm-hmm. Like that's probably the major recruiting arm of, uh, police departments is like people that are like, Oh man, I want to do cool shit. Like kick in doors and fucking, Mm -hmm. uh, push people onto the ground and yeah, you know, twist their arm behind their back. That looks badass. I want to do that. Righteous Um,
1: violence. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't recruit many of the people that do the actual police work, like Lester Freeman, because it'd be fucking, it'd be a boring show if they just showed some guy, uh, in his office making graphs, of like people's phone calls and and yeah. and, and like sanding <laughs> hey, down doll
1: furniture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's uh, it's you see the amount of people, including Herc, up until that point, he was gung ho with Marimo. He showed up and he's like, "Finally, I'm a sergeant in the unit where people we can get back to doing what we do best. You know, run in and go, rip and run. We're gonna fucking we're gonna take some corners and bust some heads." And then it's not until after the raids come up empty that he's just like, you fucking idiot. What are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) Like like even I, the stupidest man in the room knows that these are weeks old addresses and they move the stash house around. I like how four
2: seasons in Herc is finally like, I don't know these bosses. Sometimes I don't think they got my best interest in mind. Yeah. yeah, I'm starting to think these bosses are not good guys.
1: Uh, But yeah, I, I love the problem is, is you're asking Herc, what can we do with that? And Herc, is still an idiot. So the next scene that we see with him, he is doing an illegal uh, surveillance operation uh, in the park uh, where Marlo hangs out, which is, of course, immediately like I fucking love that. You, uh, they immediately see it and they're just like, okay, so the police just showed up, with put a camera there. And they don't move it. They're just like, they just tell Marlo, hey, someone is taping you right now.
3: He would have been better um, off getting the tennis ball again. Like yeah, I know, I know, I know so this is day.
1: basically just a a more uh, high tech version of uh, the fuzzy, fuzzy Dunlop thing yeah. that mm-hmm. he did. Um, and uh, yeah, so th- that was a big mistake. And uh, th- just real quick, some of my f- favorite scenes in this episode are a couple of Herc moments where he is just um, just being his racist self. Uh, first he is watching Marlo in the park and he's just doing voiceover and next he is campaigning <laughs> for Royce um, and I just <laughs> and all of it yeah. is just so classic like racist cop it's so it's perfect here, here we go
5: Bump me off the nigga up the street the motherfucker in the Bruit that'd be him I'd be saying no motherfucker gonna run off with my head wrong yes. I admit that's another good point but lady between you and me I could tell from your voice you're black and you could tell from my voice I'm white so I gotta ask you when do you think the last time a white man voted for a black
1: man when there was another white man in the race Well ain't that what I've been saying dude like just he's like, listen let's cut the crap you got a black voice I got a white voice but we both like this black guy
3: we both like the yo for mayor, you know. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Let's uh, vote for mayor yo. When's the last time you saw a white man just vote for a yo when there was a beautiful white man also in the race? See, yeah, he's uh yo. he's just so ca- casually racist that it's uh, well, it's, you it's know.
3: great too because I I feel like and this this is the stuff about the wire where it, it's I love that it. it's kind of like a time capsule. Because to mm-hmm. me, that's kind of like how a lot of white dudes was in George Bush's America. There was like mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. white guy wouldn't like me, you know, not say, you know, the N word, like liberally, but like, yeah, the nigga over there like this and say fucked up mm-hmm. shit and then be like, I was yeah, in character, your
5: yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like that was very, it was very much a time.
2: Yeah, it was. It was, and I think yeah, it's pre Obama where it's like, oh, you can't. Obviously, you can't imagine a white person voting for a black man. Obviously, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's an anomaly to you. Just so absurd. Uh, Yeah, it's the craziest thing. That whatever happened uh but yeah there's the, there's something like that's so honest about the hurt character and the, the 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 show in general what i love about it is the, the level at which they don't pull punches at all with when it comes to what cops are and aren't and uh you know this is why whenever someone gets into the like oh why is propaganda. i'm like there's not a single, like, Lester Freeman is the only good guy on the show. And even he kind of used his power to, uh, you know, s- sleep
2: with the, what is it, Chardine, the, the hooker? Yeah, and, the you shepherd. know, at the end of the day, he's doing it because he gets personal gratification out of solving crimes, not right, necessarily exactly. because he's like some sort of altruist.
1: No, exactly, exactly. So I don't know. I'm just like, no, this is a pretty real look at, uh, what I assume the actual realities of cops are. Well, I think season
3: a... four, they got into it more in season four with the uh, collegio and uh, officer Walker. Like oh, yeah. that season one and season two did leave some things to be desired. It's like, yo, yes, these hundred know, shit, you know, too. Yes. And yes. They yes. really got into it this season.
1: Yeah. No, especially with Walker. Uh, Walker is a, a character we're going to see more of. I mean, we saw him just Rob Randy in the previous episode, uh, like just took his money. <laughs> um, and uh and so we're gonna see more of that but it's funny because the uh, that type of character serving as kind of this one-off kind of like oh there's this one cop who's like real bad and then you watch we own the city uh and you're just like oh no there was like a whole fucking unit of cops who were doing that regularly like that is not i didn't realize i was dealing with fucking super cops (laughs) (laughs) That's you know one of the reasons why i was like we got to get lyle on the show is because you're perfect at voices yeah (laughs) and i i i I, at some point, I want to see if you can master the uh, the Baltimore accent, because I feel like that's one that you could do. You know, like uh, what, what's his name? Uh, fucking John Bernthal's accent mm. in in We Own the City is like fucking. It's amazing.
2: Um, I mean, and yeah. that character was just incredible. When you're on your
5: post, you gotta be on your po-
2: <laughs> post. You go over to your post. Yeah, yeah like the that post. character. Yeah. His whole thing was you like, you just
5: can't crack skulls. You gotta be able to talk to people <laughs> on your post.
2: <laughs> like all the other cops were like, yeah, look. I mean, most of our job is is stealing money from drug <laughs> drug from dealers, bad, the bad guys. But this guy is like so blatant about it that yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I
3: did like my is- oysters. I brought oysters yeah.
2: and they didn't like them. Well, yeah. oh, they, they said the They said he. I read the book, and I, I spent forget, my whole paycheck
1: on those crabs.
2: I forget what the actual stat was, but like he, he claimed like fifty thousand dollars worth of overtime in like one pay period or something like that at one point, and it was like, what the fuck, man? So we, we worked like a fifty-two hour day. Like his uh, whole thing was the uh, the units hours started at eight a.m but right. he was like, you don't actually have to show up until like three or 4 PM. Cause that's when we actually start our job and you're going to bill overtime for yeah. every hour you stay after five. And so like every single day they were billing like six, seven hours worth of, of time and a half. It's fucking yeah. crazy yeah. on top of like robbing drug dealers. Right. For yeah. The of overtime fraud dollars.
1: is, is like, is offensive uh, just cause you know, it's taxpayer money and the rest right. of it is cause you know, it's taxpayers <laughs> yeah. that they're literally robbing. Um, but yes, uh moving on to Sorry, uh, the, I, I digressed there, but I think we that all was pretty was really It was a good stat, Vince. <laughs> it was very I good. I mean that
2: just listening to that book, I was like, holy shit, these guys book. were like, cause you think about robbing drug dealers you're like, okay, whatever. Like that's, that's free money because we've criminalized this thing that shouldn't be. It's part of the economy it's of part criminal. Of, yes. But then the fact that, that he was just, he was also bilking taxpayers on top of that just because was fucking wild.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, both bad. Um, but, uh, okay. So lastly, um, the mayor's race, uh, and then we're, uh, we're going to end with uh, Sherrod and, and Bubbles, which is a uh, uh, quick but wonderful storyline. Um, with the mayor's race, like we said, Karketty, uh he's learned from Valchek that uh, a rookie was assigned to work the death of the state's witness, and uh, they decide to give this information to Tony Gray, um, which is Norman's brilliant idea, uh, much like uh, Chris, he's good at finding surreptitious ways to get their ends met and they give it to Gray because uh, it'll steal some votes from uh, Royce's base Um, and when Royce finds out uh, he yells at Burrell and tries to get Rawls to help him but then Odell Watkins Rolls out of the office in a huff, and I like. This,
2: uh, I thought this was great because it's like <laughs> Royce's crime <laughs> isn't necessarily. Yeah, it's, the fuck. It, it's not necessarily being corrupt. It's like yelling at his underlings uh, for stuff that he asked them to do, and they're you know yeah, they're kind of like we, we we accepted your corruptness, but not the part where you tell us to do something. and yeah, then blame d- it yeah, on yeah, us afterwards. Don't
1: don't. It, it, I think that is really the thing further them that I think puts especially Rawls over the edge is like Rawls is just like this guy is like completely not to be I mean and and same thing with Odell Odell's like you sat there and we're like make this go away by any means necessary wink 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 um,
2: I've had and, that experience at jobs. I don't know if if, if you have. But, I've had you know. that experience in relationships. I'll tell you <laughs> I I'll, I'll,
1: I'll tell my wife over here, just, just, she's just, she'll just say stuff and be like, "Why would you do that?" I'll be like, "You said to do it." I love, it. I love my wife. <clears throat> <laughs> my wife but my wife uh but i uh i have a quick scene of uh this is when uh, the mayor um finds out uh that the news has uh you know again uh broken the story
5: and the number city wide we you ticking with over here well, the ndo i hope because McDonald's hamburgers are the worst. <laughs> they are worse than Burger King. <laughs> A Big Mac has
4: 20 grams of fat. A Quarter Pounder has 20 grams of fat. Rock and Roll McDonald's. Rock and Roll McDonald's. Rock and
1: Roll. McDonald's. All right, I, you know, I don't know. I just had to put Rock and Roll McDonald's in here at some point. <laughs> Oh, I do it for I mean, me.
2: We talked about this earlier, but this is th- this scene's definitely like the biggest throwback to mm-hmm. the days when we thought like a, a news story could be legitimately damaging ba- damaging to a politician. Right back
1: in the day when people feared bad headlines, mm-hmm. um, and you know, in the days before fucking, you know, everyone just went off into their little news corners and like this is my reality. So, if that newspaper says something bad about my guy, then that newspaper is part of the evil system. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now we got cocaine in the White House. Who cares? Exactly. And you know what? I'm okay with that.
2: Mm. I want his dog to bite everyone. I
1: want his dog to bite more Secret Service. Um... And uh yeah, but I do have the scene between Odell and Royce um and uh I I love that just because I love I love his aid just being like go after him. <laughs> yeah. He's like yeah. I don't I don't want to. <laughs> this is a it's just a really great scene.
5: Trouble with you. Fuck you, Clarence. I'm going to sit what's left of this one out. <laughs> I'm going to so- sit it out. Sit it out. Prime <laughs> Murray, sit it out.
1: I'm sorry, (laughs) sit it out. No one made a wheelchair joke about sitting it out. I think that was, I think that, I think Royce did do that when he went, sit it out. I think he was laughing. Sit it out.
5: Primary, sit it out. Odell. Odell. Who the hell do you think you are? Huh? Come November, I'm still going to be the only game in town. Odell, turn your back on me now. I won't forget. We can't afford this. We need his organization on Tuesday. Go after him. Fuck that holy to now. Motherfucker.
1: Delegate Watkins. Delegate Watkins.
5: <laughs> Wait, <laughs> sir. Deputy Ross, please.
1: I'm sorry, but I like something about a guy slowly wheelchairing away <laughs> and being chased after. <laughs> it's, it's I, funny f- I felt me. like in that moment, Royce was, the, when he says, fuck that holy
3: to now. Motherfucker, I feel like he was debating on like calling him a crippled or something.
1: Yeah, he was like, oh, fuck. How far am I going to get? Like, how deep yeah. am I going to get in this guy's bad graces? Am I going to yell, fuck that rolling ass motherfucker or something? <laughs> yeah. No legs have an ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Professor of the X-Men motherfucker. Like, am I gonna well, you're going to sit it out. <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> well, it's not like you can stand it out. (laughs) Uh, all the things he would have said that's a character it's me playing I'm not okay yeah yeah. and so then uh, Rawls uh, gets that call Rawls meets with Karketty tells him that uh, Odell is uh, breaking with Royce and then Karketty and Odell meet and we'll see what happens with that the final storyline this is just real quick Um, Sherrod and Bubbles Um, have stopped working together because Sherada is back on the corner and this is the first time we meet, uh, this fucking, I don't even know this guy's name, but he's just the guy who beats up bubbles now for the rest of the season?
2: It's and Sherrod. I don't know. Sherrod's interesting to me because I feel like he might have the least range of the child actors in this season. But yeah. the one thing that he does, he does really, he well. does so good like being confused and sort of like, like, sort of a man in a kid's body or oh a my. kid in a man's body. He,
1: he like legitimately fucks me up with this character because I agree. Like, I don't think he has like a wide acting range i'd be surprised to find it's just like finding out that the lady who plays Marsha donnelly i was like that is literally a baltimorean there's no yeah. fucking way that is an actor from fucking canada who's like yeah. oh I, i'll learn the accent you're like no that is a that's a real baltimorean lady
3: uh it's and black child actors are great like black child uh, honestly, actors have yeah. high success rate it-
1: So much better than anything on fucking
2: Nickelodeon. It's insane. Yes,
1: and again, we've said this before. It's it's because uh, they have not been molested by no I mean listen I'm not no, I think they it's because wouldn't it's, get it's,
2: molested <laughs> but they're not showing up to the Nickelodeon shit I think the way you choose child actors is like hey we got a show we need child actors for do I have any volunteers and everybody that raises their hand it's like alright you nerds go to the Nickelodeon show uh, right. and all those kids that didn't raise their hand who I'm pretty sure are going to be better child actors you can come on the wire
1: yeah, I mean honestly, I think it's just what happens when you cast uh fucking locally, you know, you're like the I want this show to feel like Baltimore. We we said it in Baltimore. Let's have actual Baltimore child actors. And the thing about, you know, being in Baltimore is you're not getting the fucking Nickelodeon uh, you know, audition. Those kids They're already in L.A. They're already being touched by the weird people who run (laughs) Disney. You know what I mean? So like, I think the thing is, is that these, you know, these Disney producers, they molest the talent out of these kids. <laughs> and, and I think that like Sherrod's character, even though you might be right and he might not have much range, he really is effective. Like he, yeah. God damn, this character makes me feel so sad and just like, oh, I love it. And so I, I have a uh, Bubbles and Sherrod's uh, storyline here.
5: Later. All right, uh, come on. Nah, I'm gonna need the whole 10 now. Try! I was talking to him first. Oh, right. ain't, no, ain't no need a physical You contact. got $4 for me? I'm short sure $4. What the fuck are you talking oh. oh, Okay. This is my suit. My suit. Don't need a 4 now, son. Feel need to work them corners, huh? I didn't even know the man who beat on you, Bubs. He was short money on a corner. I swear he wasn't nothing to me. Cause that's how the corners be. They're gonna use you up, sir. Right? You're welcome to stay at night, but you ain't in school tomorrow morning. This partnership need to be done.
1: And this is the first time I ever noticed this. But... Bubbles looks over... And there's vials! Sherrod... gave him free vials of heroin because he got jacked by that guy. And I was Uh like, that is the sweetest fucking thing I've ever fucking seen! (laughs) Because the guy, he, he knew that he didn't fucking, like, he didn't defend him. And he felt bad because he got his fucking stash jacked. And he gave him
5: three vials of drugs. That's
3: like bringing a bottle of Chateau Montalena over for me after some bad shit. I was like,
4: oh, thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> In Back a state <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Especially if you just got jacked and your friend stood by and did nothing, you know? Real that's quick, a-
3: Matt, could I tell you why Sherrod uh, actually was okay for me as why? an actor? yeah so the same thing that like jackie jr on sopranos where mm-hmm. like he's kind of a yes. bad actor but yes. kind of what makes it work is he's these kids are fucking idiots jackie jr fucking yes. idiot Sherrod, fucking idiot i agree and like the I fact agree. that they're bad act- like, i think it kind of can work i mean in no Wednesday. i think
2: it works yeah because i don't think Sherrod like is i mean i, I don't think he's I, a bad actor it just he's doing he's doing what feels like uh a narrow character but it fits that character like perfectly like his whole thing is being uncomfortable and yes uh, the way
1: he holds his body the way like he the look of kind of like shame when he sees like a fucking you know he sees bubs getting beat up and he's not doing nothing like the way he's trying to defend himself from this like very fucking aggro fiend who's like you know give me uh, you know I, I'm short four dollars who cares yeah like but he's he... not socialized
3: like the other kids
1: no he's yeah. not he's yeah. not and and I think like that is uh I don't give a shit about what range an actor has I give a shit about what role really? they are playing yes and he yeah. fucking mm. murders that role mm-hmm. he's so good at it that like all the bubs and charade stuff is so fucking good to me. I just, I'm like, I watch it and I'm like, this is the most like gut wrenching storyline outside of like, maybe, you know what happens with Randy and whatnot. But, uh, yeah. we'll see more of where that goes. Um, and if you haven't seen the wire, you'll probably can guess that, uh, it's not going to end well, <laughs> nothing does, but, uh, Yeah. If I had to give this episode a letter grade, and I do, I think I would give it a B+. Vince, what would you give this episode? Yeah, tough choice. You know, a solid B+. Oh, that's a surprise. Oh, yeah. Lyle Barron's, what would you give this episode if you had to give it a letter I grade? I would
3: give this uh, a B++.
1: Oh, B, okay. uh, B++. So that plus plus. So uh. that is a solid B plus episode of The Wire. And you know what? A solid A plus episode of Pod Yourself, The Wire. <laughs> Lyle Barons, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about The Wire with us. Thank you for having me, Matt and Vince. Yeah. Hell yeah. Where where thank can you. people find you? Uh, I know you've got a wonderful uh, weekly shows in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah. the, uh oh, cool. over at Inovino Laugh City. Tell us about that and what time they start and where people can get tickets. So
3: Laugh City is every uh first and third weekend of the month. Friday shows. We're we're actually spending a Town soon.
5: Uh, oh, nice.
3: But yeah, you can catch us regularly at Inovino. It's uh in the in a basement of a wine shop and there's a bar and you can see Matt. you you with me uh, next weekend, right? You doing that's another, right.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will be yeah, there next shows.
1: weekend. Although, by the time this episode comes out, um, w- that weekend will have passed. But um, I will probably be there again, right? Yeah, depending on how this, the rest of this episode goes. Right, <laughs> <laughs> of course,
3: of course, of
1: course, uh, <laughs> of course. So, yeah.
3: But you can get tickets for that at uh, laughcityla.eventbrite.com.
1: All right. So get yeah. your tickets right away. It's a really fun show. You will love it. Lyle Barons, once again, thanks for coming on and talking about The Wire with us. Appreciate it. Patreon.com slash Fraudcast. The $8 tier gets you a shout-out. Vince, we have one, two, three, four shout-outs this week. Let's do so, it. Let's do so it. So
2: let's do it. First, we have Justin Smith. Uh, we're going to call this guy Cougar. Cougar, all right. Justin Smith, that sounds like a BYU-ass name. It and does we're gonna, sound like a fucking byu We're going to yeah. call him Cougar. Next is Tom Henheffer Hen, Henheffer, oh man <laughs> We're gonna call this guy Wheat Beer Cause Tom Hefeweizen, you
1: know whatever Yeah, it does, send, yeah, yeah, I yeah. like it uh, Next is Ryan Malmo Harper Malmo, what are you, freaking Swedish, we're gonna call this guy Ikea Okay, I love it And finally Nathan
2: Boyer Peaky Blinders <laughs> Why? I don't know. Knife and boy. Bo- boy oy boy. I feel like they would be someone that would say boyo. Boyo, uh, yeah, you're and, probably right. Oi, boy boyo. Uh, oh.
1: Those are all great. Watch mate. We from Birmingham, yeah. That's what they sound like. We the Gypsies. Maybe we should do that one next. Probably not. Um, okay, eight dollars here. That'll get you a shout out. So remember patreon.com slash broadcast you also get the broadcast a bunch of great episodes of us talking about other things other than the wire broadcast at gmail.com for all your questions comments and concerns vince what is a google voice number 415-275-0030 all right everyone thanks again so much for listening and until next time if you come at the king you best not miss oh i farted
5: and Ireland will be free from all the snakes. The snakes here. The snakes are the British people and we've got to drive them out like St. Patrick did with the snakes. They'll never get a hand on our lucky charms. No, no, they'll never do that to us again. We're going to own all the land or something. Uh, they're stopping us from drinking Guinness. They're making us drink Protestant beers. Ah, uh, that's not the air I like. The air I like is a the girl. All right? So back off with your fucking non-star-fighting country. See if you can even call it that. It's an evil empire. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well... Fuck you two,
1: or fuck you two. I'm getting there, hold on. What the fuck is, what did I name that?
3: In the meantime, I can just make Marlowe sounds. Mm, yeah, do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, here it is, found <laughs> it.